Welcome back into another edition of Prime Sports World and happy hump day here from Prime Sports World and a very happy hump day to Mr. TJ Hopkins who's getting on a flight in about 24 hours and going to Cancun so I'm a little jealous for real. Uh, yeah of course your host David on point up and right there is my co-host Mr. TJ Hopkins. Today's show we're gonna talk Nuggets Suns that matchup preview uh, and then we're gonna do the GOAT talk uh, so get ready to buckle in as we got our first matchup set for the semifinals as Nuggets sons tj uh what's your level of excitement for this particular match well, also please like share and subscribe to the podcast if you do happen to list live our streaming platforms are linked in the comment section on all of our platforms so tj excited level excitement level for this matchup uh, it's first time they've met first time they're meeting each other in two years um last time they met joker was by himself Yep, and that's the uh, that that video that went viral with the dude with the uh, Nuggets in four, right? Yeah, Suns, yeah, Suns in four. Nuggets in four, sorry, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I would hope a fully stacked team beats a team down. It's two out of his top three players. I would hope that would be the result, right? Like, yep. you, like I would hope, right? Um, the nug like Joker can finally look across the board and look across the court and say, for the past two years, I've been by myself. For the past two years against the Suns, he was by himself. Against the Warriors, he was basically by himself. Yep, I mean, he had MPJ, but I think I don't even think MPJ was playing in that playoff series, and Jamal Murray was for sure not playing in that playoff sure series. Sure not playing in that playoff series. Um, my excitement my level on a scale of 1 to 10 is probably – it's, it's like a five or a six. Um, I, I think I would be more excited if I thought the Phoenix Suns deserved to be here a little bit more. Um, but, I, you know, you can only control – I mean, obviously you can only control who you play and who's available. But I, I, don't, I don't think they would have beaten the, the Los Angeles Clippers if Kawhi Leonard and Paul George were still with played. I don't think – I don't sure. think they beat them uh, if Kawhi I'm, just I'm, plays. Yeah, like, Kawhi Leonard doesn't tear his meniscus. By the way, that's the update on Kawhi um, for what it's worth. Uh, I think he's got some degenerative knee thing, and I don't think he'll ever be the same guy ever again. Um, but that's for a conversation for a whole nother store, a show uh, where we get to offseason stuff. Uh, but for this matchup, yeah, I'm like a five or a six. Uh, Denver proved me wrong. Uh, you remember in the matchup, we did the matchup show uh, a few weeks ago. I had the, the Minnesota Timberwolves actually winning that series against Denver. I was wrong. Uh, the Nuggets were dominant in basically every single game, even the game they won. Uh, they probably should have won that game, uh, losing that game in overtime. Anthony Edwards. Oh, the game they lost. Oh yeah, you talk, yeah. talking. About yeah. Yeah, yeah, Minnesota. Minnesota had a twelve-point lead with like a minute and a half to go, and we yeah. saw a twelve-point lead get erased. Gone. Well, I mean, we've seen a lot of twelve-point leads get erased in the last couple days. Not in ninety. Not in ninety seconds. Milwaukee had a ten-point lead. Saw Jimmy Butler erase that, and then last night Boston had a uh, was it twelve or sixteen-point lead and like not like not in like not in ninety seconds though. That was like that was the perfect example of score get a stop, score get a stop, score get a stop, and all the scores are threes. Here's our one before matchup. We got the one Denver Nuggets, Phoenix Suns. Uh, there's the records of two teams each, respectively. Uh, obviously, Nuggets limit Timberwolves in five, Suns limit the Clippers in five. Uh, the Nuggets and the Suns split their season series, uh, but the Suns won the last two matchups. But I don't think Denver played their starters for that second matchup. Um, so take that with a grain of salt. There's their stats for the two best players, uh, Nicole Jokic and Devin Booker. Uh, let's talk X factors, or let's just talk about stuff that matters in this series. What's what do you think? Are, what's the matchups we're going to be watching? 
MPJ and KD. Like literally, like look at that. Like coming out of high school, Michael Porter Jr. was heralded as the next KD. He's six ten. He can do everything KD can do. He can handle. He's a matchup nightmare. Again, he's a, he's a six ten small forward. Like he long like KD is. So that's like talk about like quote unquote looking in the mirror. Like that's what it's supposed to be. You know, you know you what's crazy about the Phoenix Suns? Like on their depth chart, they have Torrey Craig as their starting power forward. He's six seven. Kevin six, Durant seven. is Kevin Durant's starting small forward. He's like seven feet tall. He's seven feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right. Right. That's how, like that's that's the matchup, right? And Obviously, it's too bad. I mean, Michael Porter Jr. You know, hampered by back injuries, basically his entire pro career uh, up to this season, but he's stayed mostly healthy for the majority of this year. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that's got to be the matchup when we're talking about. The matchup here this has got to be the one that's got to be the most exciting i mean because as you mentioned yeah it's like looking in the mirror and then obviously you got jamal murray versus devin booker like that's that's gonna be showtime uh also welcome to the show ceo prime sports world mr israel yeah. vera welcome to the show man we're breaking down nugget suns uh talking matchups we're watching uh as this series plays out yeah i got i'm not yeah. even i'm not even gonna think about deandre aiden and joker that's Come on, DeAndre Ayton. He he can just hope to give him eight to give him them, give him them his a normal eighteen and nine or whatever. He's not matching Joker. He's not matching him. I, I think if you're one of those, I, do you do you think that they'll take the strategy of like, hey, let's just let Nicole Jokic kind of get his because. If, no, because I, they, I, 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 I don't. I, I mean, Nicole Jokic. I think they'll let him get his. I don't think they're going to allow that. I, I would be more worried because Nicole Jokic is going to score whatever he's going to score regardless. And if you if Jamal Murray goes off, KCP hitting shots, Michael Porter Jr. is hitting his shots from the you know creating off the dribble. Aaron Gordon's being facilitator and just being an energy guy. I, I, I'm gonna. I'm, I'm okay if Nicole Jokic scores 50 points a night and they they beat us. I, I'm not going to be okay. If Jamal Murray goes for 30 and Michael Porter Jr. goes for 30, Nicole Yoshi is facilitating this really dynamic offense, which is what the Nuggets have basically become, right? They run everything through him, and he facilitates the entire offense. Well, no, that's that's where you're like, – they can't afford to let Joker get his because those other two – like because everybody's back. You ain't finna sit here and act like Jamal Murray not a bucket. No, he for sure is, but I mean, are you gonna like, so like the tendency to double on a Nikola Jokic? Would you would you double? Would you just play the mono mono? No, you got you got to go straight up. Like if, if this is if, if this is Joker with without Murray and without uh without Porter, yeah, then then you you double him and it's like all right, anybody but you. They can't afford to double Joker and be like all right, Jamal Murray beat us because he can't. Jamal Murray can absolutely go nuclear and beat them. Yeah, I mean he's he's one of the better playoff performers at the point guard position we've seen in you know a while since Rondo really. Like you know we talk about players that elevate their game uh, when it comes to the playoffs. Jamal Murray is one of those guys. I know it was only really in one playoff like one playoff series or round or whatever you call it. Um, he like he's an elevator. Like his points per game in the playoffs are way higher than his points per game in the regular season. Like, yeah, it's and and those other guys. I mean, Aaron Gordon is a, a super athletic who can facilitate some offense too. And Michael Porter Jr. can really score, he can really so, score. Yeah, he, like, he, I wouldn't call him a, a great defender, but no, god, no, like 
again, like you're not asking Michael Porter Jr. to shut down Kevin Durant. Just make him work. Just yeah. like literally just make him work. And Toy Craig, he that's not like that's not like he's not gonna have his hands full either with Aaron Gordon. One hundred percent, for sure will be. Like for it's sure gonna hey hey like you you gonna have to come with it. Like Aaron Gordon is not a bum. Keep keep thinking that. Obviously, he's gonna have his hands pretty busy on the defensive side of the ball with a Chris Paul or a Devin Booker. Uh, depending on how they decide to work those defensive matchups, well, I can see them trotting out a a lineup of uh, Murray, KCP for defensive purposes, uh, MPJ, Gordon, yep. and um and and obviously Joker. So MPJ, you're gonna not MPJ. Um, KCP, you're likely going to have that Devin Booker matchup. 100%. Totally agree with you on that. And unless – and, and it wouldn't shock me if Aaron Gordon caught a lot of the Chris Paul defensively or like just – because I don't think Chris Paul is the point where he can blow by you anymore. But I think the size of an Aaron Gordon could bother Chris Paul. The physicality of that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, um, I could also see what's his name, um, Bruce Brown being thrown into the starting. One of those two dudes is going to get the starting. I think, it'll, I, I think it'll be KCP because he is longer, like he's taller. Yeah, yeah. not, not he's all, he's all, he, I think he's also a better defender. Um, he's also a better spot up three point shooter, um, than <laughs> Bruce Brown. And I, I think you know that that's that's valuable there. Um, but yeah, so we're talking about the matchups. So Izzy, I don't know if you're there or not. Uh, talking about matchups that we're looking forward to watching in this match. I've been I've been listening the whole time. I I was uh I was just kind of listening, just letting TJ go, you know, finish his thoughts. Um, yeah, this is gonna be um, like you know, if you guys thought Joker had a good series last series, oh, he gonna have an amazing series this series. I mean, he literally <laughs> just outplayed two one. Call Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert, who was a defensive player of the year. How many years in a row? Two, three years in a row? Uh, um, and he's going against, I yeah, three years only, in a row. I think it was only two. Was it two? only two. So, so, yeah, he's going against DeAndre, you know, DeAndre Aiden. So, I got I got Joker, and I think Joker is going to have an excellent series uh, in this series. Um, I When I look at the Nuggets and the Suns, I just think the Nuggets are just better, and, and they're just deeper, right? I mean – uh, when I look at like a Chris Paul and Jamal Murray, I mean, at this juncture in their careers, I mean, I'm going Jamal Murray on that matchup. And whoever's on the other side, who, who, who's like going to stick Aaron Gordon? You know, like that's that's a problem for the Suns. They don't really Corey, have a legit Tory Craig. Craig okay, I guess. I, no, I mean, that's not happening. <laughs> that's not happening. So we already know Booker and Durant. That's that's you just check that off the list. Nobody's going to be able. They're going to get theirs regardless of who's guarding them. Especially like we, you just mentioned, Michael Porter Jr., um, not the greatest defender. And I mean, it doesn't really matter who's the greatest defender on KD because he's going to get his regardless. Yeah, he, he's the all-world defender. Now, the one thing I do like the KCP uh, the, um, that you guys mentioned KCP because he could make things a little difficult on Devin Booker with his length. He's a real pesky defender. Um, and I mean, if I if I had to choose, you know, a guy to one on one, you know, when I looked at that series with the Clippers and, and the Suns. I mean, the Clippers fought tooth and nail. I mean, that was – without having Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, that was a close – I mean, the games were coming down to, like, the last, you know, like, what, in between five points, six points. Yeah, you know what I mean? Usually the last yeah. focus of the game. Yeah, yeah. So, when I look at a team like the Nuggets, I mean, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be tough sledding 
for the Suns in the fourth quarter. They they cannot lose concentration. Yes, it's good to have a nice lead going into the fourth, but can you keep it against the Nuggets? You're gonna have to keep that lead. Michael Porter Jr. has proven in the fourth quarter he can be a microwave. I mean, we saw in the last series he's scoring 10, 12 points when he didn't only had two points the whole game in the fourth quarter. So, uh, you know, that's what the Suns, they got to keep that defensive intensity. The last. In, the, in, in those three games without Kawhi Leonard, the Clippers, the Clipper, the, the Suns beat the Clippers, uh, they won by a combined total of, was it 12, 6, 5, so 21 points. Mm. I mean, that, that three games, 21 points, that's not a lot. And two of those That games is not a lot at all. <laughs> two of those games were by six and five points. Like, that's that's a pretty close series. And it's, um, and it's the fourth quarter, though, David, if you look at it. Third I quarter. Mean, I, I mean, that's why you get a Kevin Durant to score points in fourth quarters when it matters most. Uh, let's talk X Factor. Uh, what's going to be your X Factor for both of these teams? Michael Porter Jr. and the Suns bench. Like, they – part of the reason – and we already said, like, part of the reason the Suns won that series, not only did like, not only did um, Kawhi and Paul George not play, the Suns starters had to basically play the whole time, which is kind of frustrating because if you're Monty Williams, the team, like, you made moves during the deadline to sure up that bench. You brought in a Terrence Ross for this time of year. Right, like Landry Shamit sees the court every now and again, but other than that, it's Chris Paul running point. You gotta utilize the bench. I think the the guy that plays the most off the bench is probably who? Biombo, Josh Akogi, Josh Akogi. I, I don't Josh, know. I mean, and, and Josh Akogi didn't even play in Game One, and he barely yeah. played Game Two. I mean, I think they. You, I mean, Jake Land, Jack Landale has become a really valuable role player for them. I don't. I, I don't. Damian Lee didn't play, um, didn't play past game one. So I, yeah, I don't. I don't know exactly what they're gonna do here. A lot um, of those guys yeah. didn't play past game one. TJ, So for me, for me, my X factors. I'm gonna go KCP. Uh, depending on what you get him in on the offense and decent side of the football, uh, the basketball. Uh, I think. You know he's going to be important. He's going to be the primary Devin Booker defender, uh, and he's also going to be the kickout three-point shooter guy. If he shoots the ball well, um, they will. This will be benefits for the Denver Nuggets on the Phoenix Suns side. Um, I think it'll be interesting to see you know DeAndre Aiden. You know a lot of people want to downplay his effectiveness and what he's what he is as a basketball player, but the dude can still score. And if DeAndre Aiden can kind of make Nicole Jokic work on the defensive side of the on the the offensive side I think that will benefit him on the other end uh DeAndre Ayton has to has to has to have a good series if Phoenix is going to win I, I think you know Devin Booker and Kevin Durant are going to get theirs they're going to be who they are but DeAndre Ayton I think is the X factor for Phoenix. uh yeah man you know what oh go on ahead man you know what I I gotta um agree with TJ on on the Denver side like Michael Porter Jr. is definitely an X factor. I mean, I've seen we've seen in the last um, series where he can just be a microwave in the fourth quarter and really give Denver life when they're kind of struggling. Um, you know, you know, in the in 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 you know in the later stages of the game. So um, definitely, Michael Porter Jr.'s got to show up, um, and he can't just you know do it in the fourth. He's got to do it all four quarters of the game. I know it's going to be a, a tough task trying to guard Durant and trying to score at the same time. But he's definitely got to at least give us 15 to 17 points a game in this series. Um, and then, I, you know, I guess on the other side, um, you're right. Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, they're both going to get theirs. Um, but, 
You know what? I actually want to see. I actually, you know, instead of DeAndre Aiden, I actually want to see if Chris Paul can step it up a little bit. I know he's got to guard Jamal Murray, but if Chris Paul, quiet stuff. Chris Paul had a terrible series. Yes. He had a t- like outside again. I mean, you, 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 you can make the argument the last two playoff series, like the last play, the last two times they've been in the, the playoffs, he hasn't been remotely good. Like outside of that, outside of game, what was that game four? Outside of game four in LA, where he where he hit those shots, he had a terrible series. Like it was terrible. Like your DeAndre, your DeAndre Aiden point is a good one. I think at this stage of his career, DeAndre Aiden is what he is. And that's sad because, yeah. like, dude, like, this is a number one overall pick. Like, there's no reason why he shouldn't be 24 and 12. No reason at all why he shouldn't be 24 and 12 with, like, two blocks. No reason at all. I, I don't, I don't want, I don't like the fact that my seven foot big man literally can get out rebounded by a six three guard and Russell Westbrook. Chris Paul at one point in time had more rebounds in that game than he did. That don't sit right with me. It should sit right with them. And if I'm Monty Williams, I'm like, bro, if you ain't going to get no boards, you might as well just sit over here with me because what are you doing? True. Uh, let's talk Nuggets win the series if. What do the Nuggets have to do to win the series? Stay healthy. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Uh, Stay healthy. Um. I know Nuggets, we're talking about X-Factors. <laughs> yeah, no, like, no, seriously, real talk, like, uh, on, on some real shit. Uh, I'm, I'm with Izzy. Nuggets win the series if Michael Porter Jr. contributes 15 to 20 points a game. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, because and that's going to be tough for him, man. Like I said, he's going to be the primary defender on Kevin Durant, so he might get in foul trouble, you know, maybe a couple of these games. But um, the efficiency in which – the Denver Nuggets score. I mean, they just it never seems like they're out of a game, even if they're down, you know, seven, eight points or so. It just seems like they can come back like at the, at the lickety split. We saw them down. I know that it was Minnesota, but we saw them down, what, nine points, uh, almost, you know, what, double digits with, like, what, two, three minutes left, and they just stormed back the tide again to force overtime in Minnesota in, in game four. Uh, game, what was it? Was that game four? So, yeah, four. Yeah, so so I mean, it just the efficiency in which the Nuggets can score at, and it really, I mean, truly, it's Nikola Jokic, right? I mean, if he, if Nikola's sp- special, he's in MVP form. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't see the Phoenix Suns being able to stop this team uh, because everything kind of flows through him. I mean, he's that point center. He's really changing the game, of how a center plays the position, uh, in which in which how he distributes the ball. And I mean, it's just if he's in MVP form in this series, um, you know, I got the Nuggets at six, man. Mm. Um, so yeah, the Denver Nuggets. Yeah, for me, I think is also efficiency on offense. On the other side, Phoenix Suns win this matchup if what? Chris Paul. <laughs> Chris Paul. Got Honestly, Chris Paul be, gets out of the phone booth and gets back to be, old Chris Paul. He got to be point guy. No, like you gotta be the point guard, Chris Paul. <laughs> it, it, it's two of them. It's actually it's like it's Chris Paul got to be the point guard, and Monty Williams has to utilize his bench, even if it's just to spell a few minutes for at least Booker and KD. Like you, like they can't. You you are not going to win a championship playing six or seven dudes. Let me know when's the last time you seen a championship team. Like when's the last time you seen a team win a championship? Running six, seven, eight players, win. 
I, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I know the Lakers had a pretty short rotation when they won the title in the bubble, but it what? Nah, that rotation went ten deep. Had to. I feel like Monty Williams is like, well, you know what? We're, I'm, I got to put all the chips in, and I'm gonna just play Durant and Booker as many minutes as I possibly humanly can. And I think that's a great strategy, right? <laughs> right. If you have your two best players on the floor as much as you can, you're usually, usually the results are pretty solid. Uh, right, that's what I'm saying. But yeah, I agree with TJ. Point um Chris Paul has to show up in this series. If he doesn't show up, you you might as well just call it in because I mean, as much as Booker's gonna score forty or whatever the case is, I mean, I don't think he'll score forty in this series, but um not one game. I don't think he'll score forty in one series. He could. I don't think he will though. I don't think he will. But anyways, I I, I, I think Chris Paul is is the X factor for the Phoenix Suns to win this series. So yeah, I think yeah, the Chris Paul, whatever they get out of Chris Paul, I also think Kevin Durant has to be great during this series in order for them to win. Uh, let's Durant, talk about who- they got a they got a fun you know what? They you know what, honestly, I you know the, the part of their fourth quarter struggles, I'll tell you this in the, against the Clippers was the fact that they weren't trying – like, there's been spurts where it's like they go five minutes and not even looking at Kevin Durant. He's just on the floor. Like, you can't do that. You got to – you know, I, I understand Devin Booker's cooking, but, you know, you got Kevin Durant on the floor. Give him the damn basketball. You know, and that's that's part of the reason why the Clippers were able to come back in the fourth because you're running the offense through Devin Booker. I know he's cooking, but, I mean, at this point, look, hey, it's a time and place for everything. Kevin Durant is money in the fourth quarter. You got to get him the ball. That leaves us one one final question before we move on into goat talk. Who wins this series? Prediction. Oh, I already said it. Because he's uh, because he's unable to join. Uh, Mr. Matt James said, "What did he say? Phoenix and six. Yeah, Suns and six. So I just wanted to get that in for Matt because he's not able to join. I got you back, Matt. Um, I'm going. Oh, Jesus Christ." I'm going to go Denver in seven. I'm going to agree with Mr. Matthew James. I'm actually going to take the Phoenix Suns in six. Um, Me and Matthew James are on the same wavelength. I'm taking. I'm going to go Denver in seven. Is he kind of disrespectful? He said nuggets. I I don't care, man. I'm going Denver. I'm going Denver in six, baby. I'm going Denver in six, baby. I bet he's got some jelly beans on that that transaction. (laughs) You know what I do? That's why I said it. <laughs> uh, moving on into a staple of the crossover here at Prime Sports World. That's GOAT Talk. That's where we give some shine to some NBA players who didn't get necessarily the shine during their NBA career. TJ, let's go with player number one. Uh, player number one um, is a guard. Player number one is a guard. Player from 2004 to 2019. Fifth overall pick in 2004. Play for the uh, play for the Jazz, the Nets, the Mavericks, the Hawks, the Mavericks again. Darren Williams. No. Oh no no. The uh, and the Nuggets. His own like he was a one-time All Star in 2009. That's pretty much the only thing he's done. That's pretty much. The what only college thing he, he go to? Wisconsin. Oh, um, drafted ten. by the Jazz. He said, "You said what team? What team was he drafted by again?" He was drafted by the Wizards, but never played for him. Oh, but then who? Who he actually played his first couple of seasons with? Atlanta, That's he said. 
No, I he, he, he didn't say. I didn't say. I just named the teams he played on. I ain't say which teams. Uh, he said. That, he said. Um, I said. Who was he all star with? He was an all star in two thousand nine. He went to Wisconsin. He went to Wisconsin. Oh, 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 Devin! No, 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 Devin Harris. Devin Harris, player one. All right. Ten thousand. I was aware. Ten thousand five hundred ninety-seven career points. That's ten point eight or eleven points a game. Two thousand one hundred fifty-one rebounds. That's two point two a game. And three thousand eight hundred sixty-nine assists. Three point nine or four assists a game. Devin player, Harris was cold. He was so Devin fast. Harris. Player two. Player two. Was part was from that 03 draft class. Dead giveaway. 03 draft class. Seventh overall pick, Izzy. Oh. Uh, is this uh Kirk Heinrich? This is Kirk Heinrich. Yeah, I was I was gonna say like I, I you just basically made it out there. I was like, yeah, it's gotta be Kirk. Um, the captain, man, the captain, the captain, Kirk, baby. Kirk we didn't never, make an All Star team though. Play for the Bulls, Wizards, Hawks, the Hawks, and Bulls, Wizards, and the Hawks. Baby. Lakers. Did he play for the Heat too for a minute? Oh. Or? No, 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 he only played for three teams: Bulls, Bulls Wizards, Hawks. Yep. I thought he went to the Lakers for some reason, but no, he is he. No. He never he never made an All Star, but he was All Defensive Second Team, and he was All Rookie First Team. Devin Harris can't say that. And Devin Harris was not that was not at nowhere near as good a defender as Kirk. And, and, and anytime and you Heinrich, got Kirk Heinrich was is the all time leading three point make in all of Chicago Bulls and, history. Chicago Bulls history, yes. And and also and also his number twelve should be upstairs when it's all said. Whenever whenever No yeah. Well, you think so? Yeah. I don't know. Well the only reason Bob Love and and and, and uh Norm Van Leer and um who's uh, and uh who was it who's the other Jerry Sloan are up there is because you know they, they made it to like the I, you know the conference finals a couple years back Kirk, back in the days. Kirk Heinrich represented but, the tra- the transfer between what was the terrible Bulls teams like after Jordan Lamb, the Baby Bulls like, yes yeah, the Baby and Bulls. Kirk Heinrich went there and he kind of was the bridge between that era and Derrick Rose's era. Well, I, I think we can. I, I don't want to be biased, but you know I'm gonna say this. I got you know what. I, that that all star year that Devin Harris he he was he was incredible, but yeah. I will say this: Kirk Heinrich, Kirk Heinrich is is he's, I gotta go Kirk because anytime you got Dwayne Wade say that that was the toughest defender to ever defend me in my whole career, I I have to go Kirk Heinrich. It's disrespectful to Tabo Cephalosha. No, I mean no. Kirk, I mean, Kirk was a pesky defender. Uh, I know. So, so, so this is this is Tabo was the D Wade stopper. According to who? According it was to his who? legit nickname. It was his legit nickname. It was like legit. The D Wade stopper. No, no, it wasn't. Kirk, it was. Dwayne Wade was literally on all the smoke, and he literally was talking to Matt uh, Matt Barnes and Stephen Jackson. And said that one of the like the one player that always frustrated him was Kirk Heinrich, and, and Stephen Jackson was like he frustrated the hell out of me too because he was like because Heinrich, like he was like because Kirk like he early on he knew that hey I'm not going out athlete be like out athleticize anybody I got to be smart and he was smart as hell on defense 
He was tough as I mean, hell. He was, like, he was he generally, he was he generally just a him. smart like, basketball player. Like, this is from the words of Steven Jackson. He couldn't punk him. He wasn't no, like, Kirk Hyrie was not a punk. You he was a farm boy from Iowa, too. You couldn't put like you couldn't punk him. Him, him and Nick, him and Nick Collison, I think were like, high school teammates. Me. They yeah. were high school teammates, yeah. And then they and, and then they, they went to college together too, and and, and, and they were teammates there. And so and and, and both of them dudes is tough as hell, man. He, I bet if you had a power forward, they'll, they'll say Nick Collison was was tough as hell defensively. You know what I'm so, saying? Like guarding them defensively. Uh, David, you brought up an interesting point. Like yeah, Heinrich was. He was the unfor like he was the uh, the unspoken bridge between during that time period because they had a plan, right? The Bulls had a plan. Kirk Heinrich was never supposed to be the leader of the team. It was actually supposed to be Jay Williams. Yep, hundred percent. But then he goes down immediately with the motorcycle he, crash. Exactly. He never he, plays he, again. He, he goes down like a year or two later with the motorcycle one, incident. One, one year. One year. The, so it was the next season. So now yep. it's so now it's Kurt Heinrich, Eddie Curry, Tyson Chandler, Luol Deng. Nah, they didn't even get to play together. I don't even think no. Hey, Jay hey, Will hey, and no, Jay Will they, and Kirk Heinrich didn't even get to play together. He got hurt. He got hurt that. See, he got hurt that, that offseason when Kirk Heinrich got was yeah, drafted. Mm-hmm. So it so, was so, so like so like yeah, they had to try out the backcourt of Kurt Heinrich and Chris Duhon. Right. Actually, I thought Chris Duan. Chris Duan came to draft after that. No, he was the second. Yeah, he was the second round. Yeah, he was. He was the second round pick in that draft. I think in that draft because we got because the next draft. Yeah, because Luol and Ben were were the first two picks, and then we get Chris Duhan in the second round. So, but who has better numbers? Offensively, TJ. It's Devin Harris, Devin Harris, no, Devin Harris had one year of averaging twenty-one points, and that was the year he made the All Star. He also played in sixty-nine games. The one thing I think, the one thing Kirk Heinrich has over Devin Harris is durability. Um, yeah, definitely durability for so the 100%, 100%. so for especially, especially, especially in the latter stages of Devin Harris's career, he just couldn't stay. Yes. Out so like, so check it out. So his first year in Chicago, 76, 76 games played, sixty-six started, seventy-seven. 81, 80, 75, 51. I think what was, was that the year he got traded? No, he got hurt that year too. 74. Then he gets traded to Washington, only played 48 games. Then he got traded to um, Hawks. The Hawks. At, the Atlanta, then, yeah. Then, yeah, then he got traded to Atlanta. So he played 24 games. So 48 and 24, that's over 60 games. Then he played 48 games the next year in Atlanta, 60, 73, 66, 35. And then he wrapped up his career in Atlanta playing 11 games that year. Yeah, he had so, a bunch of like his career could have even gone longer, but he had a bunch of weird like wrist injuries that basically shelved yeah. him, for, like basically robbed him of so the like, last few years of his career. They, yeah, the wrist both, injury. They yeah. both average about eleven points a game. Yeah, they're both at eleven points a game. Hyrex at ten point nine. Harris is at ten point eight. Hmm. Steals. I know Kirk got more steals. Better three point shooter. I, yeah. Oh, so man, for, this uh, is a tough one, man. Ah. <sighs> Offensively, man, yo, when Devin Harris was healthy, it was very, very hard to stay in front of him. So offensively, I gotta go Devin Harris. Defensively, I'm going Kirk Heinrich. This is a tough one, though. And what's crazy uh, is, but I think you know, that intangible that leadership matters, and I think Kirk Heinrich had that over Devin Harris. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Kirk especially Heinrich. for especially like, like especially because he had to be a leader at such a young age. Yeah. Okay, their best seasons. Okay, if I'm gonna do this right. 
I'm gonna do this right. De- their best, their best. Devin Harris' best season versus Kirk Heinrich's best season. It's Devin Harris. I'm gonna go with Devin Harris. I gotta go with Devin Harris. That's it. Point blank. But Devin I, but Harris. I love it. it's close as hell though. But because but Devin Harris is all that long all star season. Like I said, he averaged 21 a game. Heinrich's best season. He averaged. I mean, he only played 69 games that season. He made the all star team. Exactly. <laughs> Kirk Heinrich's best season statistically, he averaged 16.6 or 17 a game. Played 80 games in that season. Three uh, three rebounds, and he played 80 games. He only missed two games, and that was probably because what? It was last game, last two games. Probably the last game of the season. (laughs) And he sat out. Yeah, I don't know, but – yeah, I'm gonna take a Kirk Heinrich. I'm gonna be a little biased here. I'm fine with it. Uh, but yeah, that's been our NBA the crossover previewing the Nuggets Suns matchup. Um, thank you very much for checking that out. Uh, we're gonna preview all of the matchups coming up in the second round uh, well, hold on. on Sunday. Also, hopefully, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. So, out of a fifteen-year career, Kirk Heinrich made the playoffs one, two, three, four, five, six. Damn near his whole career. Twelve times. I mean, yeah, damn near his whole career. Eight times. I mean, so, so from 2005 to 2016, Kirk Heinrich was in the playoffs. The only time Kirk Heinrich missed the playoffs was his first two years in the NBA. Got that winning mentality. Uh, but, yeah, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, tomorrow we're going to bring you our NFL draft coverage, uh, so keep an eye out for that content. Uh, and then uh, Friday, are you doing um, rounding the bases on Friday? Rounding the bases, baby, yes. Coming back to you on Friday, ladies and gentlemen. So, yeah, so keep an eye out for that content. And I TJ. Think we have, I think we uh, I think, the, yeah, the Knicks have eliminated the cast, so they are waiting on the winner of Milwaukee and Miami. This is the Knicks' first – First round matchup win since like 2013. Wow, it's been 10 years since they won the first round matchup. It's too bad they got Julius Randle got hurt during that game. So during tonight's game, uh, but yeah, we'll be back here uh, tomorrow. Yeah, he got no time uh, to get up. Yeah, we'll be back they, here. They advanced past the first round for the third time this century. <laughs> uh, be back here tomorrow for uh, NFL draft coverage. Uh, Friday for around the base, and Sunday we'll be doing the crossover. And TJ, you have a fun time in Cancun, my friend, and have safe travels. Do my best. Thank you. And gentlemen, what do we do here at the Prime, my friends? We bring, we bring the heat, heat, ladies and gentlemen. Man, that was bring come heat, on, baby. bring the heat, baby. Let's go. Bring in the heat, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah. See you guys. See you guys tomorrow, y'all. Be taking. Have a good.